like to look at a verse of scripture in the book of Zechariah uh, this evening. Uh, Zechariah near the end of the uh, Old Testament. A prophet. And actually we looked in the third chapter of Zechariah this morning uh, for a different reason. But I want to look at uh, a scripture in the 13th chapter of Zechariah this evening. And... Uh, We'll look at one verse, but we certainly want to ask questions and, and have answers to those uh, questions. So Zechariah chapter 13, I'm just going to read in verse 1. It says, In that day there shall be a fountain opened up to the house of David, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. So as we look at this, I certainly want to understand the purpose of this fountain. Of course, it tells us, but I want to look at that. And also, certainly its purpose, but the, the value and the importance of this. What value is it to you? How important is it to you? And uh, so as we look at earthly things, we may put a value on it. Uh, so if you take all of your assets and put here, then how much of these assets would you be willing to purchase something with? And it would, so you would... Uh, so much of your assets to buy an automobile. Right now, maybe so much of your, your assets to fill that automobile up with gasoline. Uh, or how much of your assets, what would it be worth to buy a house or a piece of property? Uh, so we, you know, we think, okay, I'm be willing to give this much. Not this much, but let's go a little deeper maybe. You, or probably more so, a loved one that has a disease, that typically is a fatal disease. How much of these assets would you be willing to, if they were cure? How much of these assets then would you be willing to give for this? Kind of changes the picture a little bit, doesn't it? When we look at the, the, uh, the, the importance of, uh, so there's a cure for this deadly disease, but there's a price. How much would you be willing to give for you, or would probably be willing to give more for a loved one? Well, we'd give it all, wouldn't we? We'd give it all. So, uh, the value that something is worth uh, really is kind of determined by the, the need, uh, really. Uh, if... Uh, 
think of the uh, Eskimos of old living in igloos. There used to be a, a saying about a good salesman. Oh, he could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo. <laughs> but Eskimo probably wouldn't have a big need for ice cubes. Uh, so probably wouldn't be willing to give too much of his assets for those ice cubes because really don't have a need. Mike talked to him about the electric blanket for your bed. Terry, they'd probably give a little more for electric blanket than they would for their ice cubes. And after you sell an electric blanket, I'm going to go and say, now, okay, I'll sell you a generator so you have electric for your electric blanket. They'd probably be willing to fork out a little more for that because they have a need. Wouldn't have a need for an ice cube maker or ice cubes. So the need that we see really determines the value to us. So this in, in our verse one there, in that day, in that day shall be a fountain open. What day? What day? Talking about a particular day, a particular day that fountain will be open. Well, we see that uh, very clearly in uh, the previous chapter, chapter 12 and verse 10. He said, this is the day that he's speaking of. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. So we clearly see that day is when Jesus Christ was pierced on the cross. That's the day this fountain uh, was opened up. You know, he was there, and, and the blood shed on Christ, you know, you could look at the uh, scourgings and the crown of thorns, and when they put the spikes in, but uh, I, I think is that after he had already given up the spirit, and that spear pierced his side, and out came the, the blood and water. In that day, so that was the fountain that was opened up. We didn't go back to, in the garden, his... Uh, Sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood. But here we can see clearly he's talking about when he was on the cross, he was crucified, and he was pierced. That's the day that that fountain was opened up. So, what's the purpose of that fountain? Well, our verse 1 and 13 tells us that very clearly, doesn't it? For sin and for uncleanness. You'll not find anything else in the scriptures for this sin and uncleanness. This is the only thing for sin and uncleanness. So, 
That fountain that was opened up on that day, on the cross, whenever he was pierced, what value would you put on that? What does that mean to you? Before we can determine its value, we, we need to determine the need. Uh, Eskimo doesn't need, Eskimos of old, doesn't need ice cubes or ice cube maker. Not a very big need for it. But if you had a loved one with a terminal illness and there's a cure, how much would you get? What's it worth, what would be worth to you? So here, uh, this fountain Again, if well, looking at this cure for this disease, and this was the only way. If there's another way over here, maybe discount price, but there's no other way. This example. Uh, so, with that thought, here's this. Here's a cure for this disease that will cure and save the life of your loved one. How much of your assets would you be willing to get for it? And I know you give it all. But if someone else comes along here and says, well, wait a minute, I've got to, I, I can cure that. You just take uh, all something like Granny Clampett would have. You take some bellies and a little bit of this and mix it up and I'll sell this to you for a lot less. Well then, okay, this doesn't cost me 25 bucks. I think uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll give them 25 bucks. So then I wouldn't see the need of giving all my assets for this cure. Somebody else says they can do it for 25 bucks. Sin and uncleanness. What separates us from God? That's what would separate us eternally from God. So, for us to see the value of that fountain, we must see the need. Is there another way? So again, as we look at sin and cleanness, you know, the, the sacrifice when Jesus Christ was pierced on the cross for sin and cleanness, again, if that's something that could be purchased, we're talking about eternity, we're talking about our eternal salvation, we would gladly give it all if we saw all that need. If it could be purchased 
And that's the only thing would fulfill that need, we'd gladly give it all. But I hear some saying something different. Oh, there's a there's another one. Heard one man say uh, he said, I uh, pray that I'm good enough. When God dips a dip, dip net down in the sea of men, I've been good enough to be a keeper. So his way is being good enough. So then that would put what value on this fountain? Zero. If me getting, if my eternal salvation gets rid of the uh, uh, sin and uncleanness and I can do it by being good enough, then I have no value on that fountain that was opened up on the cross. Uh, heard a man tell me, I never forgot this, seven years ago, we, I guess when we first got cable television, and we got it a lot later than the, the city folks, but anyway, a man on television, I won't mention his name, I should, he wasn't ashamed of it. But he said, to get into heaven, he said, you have to live holy, holy, holy. You can't get into heaven even with one sin. Now that part's true. You can't get into heaven even with one sin. But you living Holy, holy, holy is what he's saying is the way. How much is that fountain? If that's the way, how much does that fountain mean to you? Nothing. It has no value. I get there by living holy, holy, holy. So that fountain that hung on the cross, they talk about him, but no real value. He's a cheerleader. He's written you on, I hear them say. Or some would say your eternal salvation or getting to heaven is based on keeping the letter of the law of Moses. So this says <laughs> this fountain was for sin and uncleanness. But they say many said it's by keeping the letter of the law of Moses. So then I don't if that, were, if that were true, I wouldn't put that much value on this fountain for sin and cleanness because there's another way. Uh, in fact, there are many ways. I was talking at work. Uh, and as you know, I don't talk much about scriptures at, at work, but uh, technically it was officially before work time, so I guess I wasn't. But anyway, so we had a little discussion. And about what it ends up being ways to heaven. Talk about babies. Uh, they say, well, babies automatically get to heaven uh, before they reach the age of accountability 12. Well, that's another way of getting to heaven. They got all these different ways except this power. Fountain is for sin. And unclean. So I'm asking you, do you have a need for this 
fountain for sin and uncleanness. That uh, discussion on babies also led to, well, what the baby got? And I said, well, the baby is a descent of Adam. Adam and Eve fell in the garden. And in fact, Romans 5 and 12, through the, dis- through the disobedience of one, uh, sin and death fell on all of us. Even a baby. I was a baby once. I actually had a little childish uh, yesterday. I won't talk about it anyway. Uh, uh, or day before yesterday, I guess it was. But uh, so we don't, you don't need this fountain once you reach age 12 or 13, or once you do something this or that. That's not when you uh, need that fountain. You need that fountain whenever. At, Basically, at conception, whenever uh, there was a you. And uh, because, again, you're a descendant of Adam, and death and sin reigns because Adam fell. Now, I'm not making excuses for myself. If it wasn't Adam, it certainly would have been me, but nevertheless. Uh, but that, see, that, that tells us the need for that fountain. I'm a sinner in Adam. Other people, well, I'm not so bad. I turned over to me. I made the right decisions. I don't do this anymore. I don't do that anymore. And all the time they're telling you this, they're telling you, I don't have a need for that family. A lady told me one time, uh, she said, well, I'm above reproach. Has no need for the fountain mic. I mean, she does. She doesn't realize it. I'm above reproach. <laughs> Hard to believe people say some of these things, but they overbelieve some of these things, but certainly they do. So, is there a need for this fountain? It says for sin and uncleanness. Well, Isaiah 64 and 6 tells us that we're all as an unclean thing. All of our righteousness are filthy rags. So that, that puts us all in the same boat. <coughs> We're all as an unclean thing. And this fountain is for sin and uncleanness. Job said, so again, we're, we're wanting to determine value. If I can get there these other ways, I don't put a value on that fountain. But we see that's the only way. Then we put the greatest value on it. The only thing, we can't buy it. It's free. But Job says, Isaiah said, we're all an unclean thing. And and Job said, who can bring a clean uh, from a, who can bring a clean thing from an unclean? No, not one. Chuck, uh, you have a pet that would be considered an unclean thing. Well, actually, a dog would be too, I guess, but a swine, uh, an unclean thing. And uh, so now, before you take him to the vet, and he would have descendants, 
What are they going to be? They're going to be swine. They're going to be an unclean thing. And if you kept on generation after generation after generation, what's it going to be? Unclean thing. So the same way with us. We fell. We were unclean in Adam. We're all of an unclean thing. All of our rights are filthy rags. And Job says, who can bring a clean thing from an unclean? No, not one. In fact, he said, he said, if I wash my hands with snow, or wash myself with snow, if I wash myself with snow and make my hands never so clean, yet that will plunge me into this. My own clothes will torment me. Well, if we did that, what would we be clothing ourselves with? Our own self right I'm going to clean myself up. Well, that, that covering is cast in the ditch because it's still as an unclean thing. Unclean thing. Back, the Lord told them the clean beast, every male that opens a wound, he said, it's mine. They were to sacrifice it to God. But what about an unclean beast? Such as a swine, or we have an illustration of the donkey in the scripture. So what would we do with the unclean, the, the male that opens the womb? What would we do with it? We couldn't sacrifice an unclean thing to God. So what would what what was the instruction to do with it? He said, break his neck. And we kill it. You don't sacrifice it to God. The commandment is, kill it. But, there could be an exception. If the owner, or if the master, wanted to save that donkey, he could. And what he would do, he would instruct it to take a lamb, and kill the lamb instead. In other words, open a fountain. Open a fountain, shed its blood to save the life of the donkey, the unclean thing. Now, that's in the scriptures. It's, it's certainly the type and shadow of Jesus Christ. But that's what the Lord told Israel. And So we look at that, and we know it's written for our, our learning and our admonition. But look at it. Did that donkey have anything to do with it? Depending on discussing it at work. Somebody else chimed in and talked about the, well, you, you know, you're, you're born, you're born of the flesh, and then you're born again. And I said, very good point. What did you have to do with your first birth? You have exactly the same thing to do with your second. It's not of you. So this donkey, that the master made the choice, that the master made the season to save the life of this donkey, shed the blood of an infant animal to open a fountain to save it. But the donkey had nothing to do with it. Just on the receiving end, of the grace of the master. So, could the donkey go over here and say, well, you know, I'll go over here and, and in the, the stall where the sheep is, and, I, and I'll go act like a sheep. 
Does that make it a clean thing? Still an unclean thing. Can't change what it is. So Isaiah said we're all an unclean thing. And we can't change it. Well, we make the right choices. We make the right decisions. Does the donkey? And the answer is no. It was all in the grace and the choices and decisions of the master. And it's the same with us. All pointing to Jesus Christ, the one who was pierced on the cross, on that day when the fountain was open. What value do you put on? Are you looking for other ways? So I hope you can see yourself as this unclean beast because that's what we are. We're all as an unclean thing. We fail in that. And we are completely at the mercy, grace and mercy of our master. It's his decision who he wants to save and who he doesn't. It's his decision who he wants covered with a fountain opened up by shedding blood of an innocent animal. I know that doctrine is, is hated. It's hated because it's misunderstood. So, opening a fountain was for you, for sin and uncleanness. Adam and Eve, you remember when they fell? They were naked before God, which would separate them from God. They had no covering. For their shame, they had no covering for their sin. What did God do? He opened the fountain. He, he didn't go to the leather store and buy artificial leather. He killed an animal, shed the blood, opened the fountain, made coats of skins for them. Abraham and Isaac is a wonderful picture of a fountain being opened up. So, you know, God told Abraham, go off your son Isaac. Remember they went, went to the three day journey up in the mountain, went up there, and uh, they had the wood and the fire. And little Isaac said he was a lad. I don't know how little he was. He said, Paul, we got the, we got the fire and we got the wood, but where's the sacrifice? Isaac, God will, or Abraham, God will provide himself sacrifice. So they were up there and the wood and Isaac was bound on the wood and Abraham had the knife ready to, I believe, cut his throat. I don't think it was a stabbing. I think cut his throat. That's where they would shed the blood. So their Isaac was bound. Couldn't do anything. But God had a substitute. Remember the ram caught a thicket by its horns? Isaac was taken off and the ram was put on there and a fountain was opened for Isaac. I hope you can see that 
in Jesus Christ. We talked about the lake of fire not too long ago. I certainly believe it's real. I believe there will be people there. I believe there will be eternal suffering and torment. And we as an unclean thing is what we deserve. And I hope you can see that substitution, not Jesus Christ on the lake of fire, but you taking out of there, but the price he paid is what delivered you from that. That fountain that is open. The Passover. As the Lord is going to lead Israel out of bondage from Egypt. They had the plagues, but that very last one was going to take the life of all the firstborn. So, all the firstborn of the, of the, uh, the humans and even the animals and the beasts. The death, one place the Lord says, I'm coming through, and that's another place he says, the death angel's coming through. And uh, going to take the life of all the, all the firstborn. He said, but, he said, you take a lamb, again, open a fountain, shed the blood of that lamb, put the blood on the lintel, on the two side posts. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. Uh, he... He didn't say, when I see how good you are behind this door. He didn't say, I'll look at your works. I'll look at your choices. I'll look at your decisions. I'll look at your tears. I'll look at how sincere you are. Talking to somebody one time, they said, no, you got to keep the law of Moses. You talking about ten or six hundred and thirteen or something? I said, "Well, can you even a ten? Can you keep them? The letter of the law." Well, I believe if God sees that you're sincere, well, there's another way of salvation, right? If you're sincere, but that's not what he was looking for. He wasn't. He was looking for the blood. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. So there was a fountain open there. It's hard to uh, talk about this without going to the book of Ephesians. So I'm going to the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 1, for a moment. But well, let me say this. So again, the Lord said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Nothing else would work. And I wonder, whenever Israel stepped out of their house that night, and when all of uh, the Egyptians, I don't know if all the Israelites put the blood up there or not. I, I don't know. I don't see anything that tells us, so I, I don't have an opinion on that because I don't know. But the Egyptians didn't. And when Israel went out to quote, borrow uh, jewelry and gold and silver, uh, or Israel come out to borrow gold and silver from the Egyptians, 
Can you imagine the sound of all the wailing and crying because of death of all the firstborn? And then Israel then would look at that blood and realize that fountain. That fountain So Ephesians chapter 1 and uh, I know I know the scriptures hate it. I told you many, many times a person on television said those Baptists didn't have this, they wouldn't have anything. And I wanted to reach through the television screen and grab him gently by the shoulder. No, I wanted to grab him by his neck and say, listen, but we've got it. It's here, it's in the scriptures. So let's look at it. And, and well, verse uh, Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be whole without blame before Him in love. Now think a minute of what He told them to do about the, uh, the unclean beast. That uh, it was either be destroyed or you sacrifice a lamb and it's dead. And who made the decision? The owner, the master. The unclean thing which is on the receiving end of the grace of the master. And here, can't we see that same thing? Whose decision, whose choices is this? According as he has chosen us. Almost the whole world says it's up to you to choose. You talk to people and you'll, you'll be, uh, seems like having a little bit of a good conversation. And then they'll say, well, but you know, you have to get free will in there somehow. Why and how? Well, okay, you have to get free will in there. And I can go along with that long you're talking about the free will of God. Because that's what it says, according as He, God, has chosen us. His elect. In Him. In Jesus Christ, the one that, that was that provided the fountain that was opened up for sin and uncleanness. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. And that one man said, you have to live holy, holy, holy. No, we're made holy, holy, holy by that fountain that was opened up. So my master chose me to be covered by this fountain which he opened on that day. By God's grace, I put the highest value on that that I could put on anything. Now, I can't buy it, but we're talking about eternity. Is there anything more important in this world? So, I see a need. Jesus Christ is the only way. That fountain is the only way. And, well, verse 7, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to 
If you accept, according to if you choose, no, it says, according to the riches of his grace. Again, think of the unclean beast, the little donkey. It was fit for destruction, fit for death. Nothing it could do, not one thing. It couldn't act like a lamb. There's not one thing it could do. It was all up to the master. And him opening up a fountain of blood of a lamb for the benefit. And this is a, that was such a perfect example. And, and, and I wish, wish everyone could see that. What, what could the lamb do? So, uh, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So there's a fountain for sin and uncleanness. I know we have a need. I know the fountain works. I know the fountain is the only way. And then, don't we have great peace realizing that? Isaiah said, the work of righteousness shall be peace, the effects of righteousness, quietness, and sure forever. As we see the work, as we see God's plan of salvation, that the fountain was opened up for us, and there's no other way, then we put the highest value on that. So what, what value would you put on eternal life? Because that's what the sin and uncleanness is paid for by that fountain. You can't buy it. You can't work for it. It's a gift. So the thanksgiving and gratitude we should feel for our Father and His plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. Fountain that was opened up for you and I. And the Lord bless us speaking of His word. Amen.